Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. Real. True. Stories. May the narrative be with you. So, I've never been one of those people who was super gung-ho about having kids. Um, mostly I was ambivalent growing up, I couldn't really see it. Um, sometimes I thought maybe, oh yeah, I might want to have a kid someday, whoever I end up with. But um, mostly I, I just didn't really have a plan. So when I met my husband, it definitely didn't come up at all because I wasn't thinking about making babies, I was looking to get laid. Um, I had been in grad school about six years at that point, and it had been quite some time since another person had interacted with my intimate lady areas. And so I decided to do what most people do when they are in need of something, I decided to go shopping online. Um, and I did that. And, um, you know, you look at the profiles and you, you know, shop. And um, there was this one profile, it's, the title was Wanted, Woman with Big Brains. And uh, I thought that was pretty funny. It wasn't quite what I was expecting. Um, and in it, this guy talked about how he lived in the Czech Republic for a couple years, and how he was building a kayak in the basement of his apartment building and um, that he was in search of power tools, and if a woman with power tools happened to answer his profile, he would be super excited about that. And I just thought he was really hilarious, and his picture was cute. I found out later I was like several years old. Um, and so I answered it. And, uh, you know, we started doing the online thing, you know, a little email interaction, and he had really good grammar and spelling, which I was excited about. And then um, we met for a date, and it went really well, and it went on for actually hours, and there were all these things we had in common that we were talking about, and um, he had these really cute dimples, and I was just like, oh God, I kind of actually like this guy. I might not just want to have sex with him, but I did have sex with him. And, um, and it turned into a relationship, and we ended up falling in love. And about three and a half years later, we got married. And um, that was all awesome. And then after we got married, a couple things happened. Uh, I finally finished grad school and descended into, I wouldn't call it technically a midlife crisis because I was like 34, but um, all that school had exhausted me and I had decided that instead of being a psychologist, I wanted to be a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> she was kind of fussing and crying and, you know, not being 
quite as cute as she normally was. And I just was bouncing her, kind of with my hands under her butt, and I could feel her breath start to kind of deepen, and my hand was on her back, and I could feel her breath slow and expand, and she fell asleep on my chest. And it was just this beautiful, gushy, warm, fuzzy love feeling, and I was like, Ooh, what is and my uterus was like, <laughs> it's a baby. There's a baby out there. It's really good. You might want to make one of them. So that, that was done. That was it. So I was like, oh, I definitely want to make a baby because I don't know if I want to be a psychologist, but this will give me something to do. <laughs> so I started talking to my husband about it. And I'm like, honey, you know, I know you said you never wanted kids, and you know they say it. And those profiles, when you shop online for people, they have the, you know, all the details of like, you know, where you're from, how much money you make, and you know, whether you want kids. And he was a no, and I was a maybe. So I, you know, I had that information. But um, I was like, I know you never really wanted to have kids, but um, you know, you didn't want to get married either, and you changed your mind about that. So you know, maybe you want to have this too. And he was like, you know. I am a melancholic, self-involved man, and I don't really like people, so no. But not a baby, ever. No baby, ever, ever, ever. And I had this super rosy, like, high production value video in my head about, you know, me and Bill and a baby and this little boy, and he played with Legos and he was super smart, and I don't know, he's like the perfect child, of course, because it's my fantasy. And, um, and so I was really listening to that, and I was not listening to my husband. So I kept bringing it up. And he went from saying no, to not saying anything, to leaving the roof. <laughs> and um, it came to a head one night when I went over to my friend Julie's house, and we got into the box wine, as we were wont to do in those days. And uh, as we descended into the box, um, she has three kids, and she's a really wonderful mom. She's someone I really look up to. And so, you know, we talked about this many times with boxed wine, you know, fueled things. And she was like, lady, you should totally have a baby. Listen, I am going to have a baby, and if you don't want to have a baby with me, then we have a problem. <laughs> and he had no box wine in him, <laughs> or any other kind of alcohol. So he was like, yeah, we totally have a problem, because I still don't want a baby. I've told you this many times. I don't want a baby. I want you, I want dogs, I want to travel, I want to eat at great restaurants, and um, that's it. I don't want a baby, no baby. So the next morning we decided we needed to go to couples therapy. So we did that, and um, you know, it was pretty clear we both were really hurt, and we were both really angry at each other, but for, you know, because we were on opposite ends of this decision. And um, as we talked about it, it just wasn't going anywhere. 
And this man that I fell in love with, who I adore, still adore, adored then, um, I just started thinking, you know what? This may not actually work out. This might break us up. I don't know if we can make it through this. And that was heartbreaking to realize. Um, and so around then, two things happened. I spent eight uninterrupted hours by myself with my niece and nephew. <laughs> and uh, I watched my husband interact with my niece and nephew just without the movie playing in my head, just watched it. So I'll tell you about the, the pairing first. Um, parents, you guys are going to love this shit. So it's summer. My niece and nephew are like four and six. And um, it's like, okay, it's super hot, so let's like make a you know water slide out back with a tarp and a hose. It'll be super great. And so we do that, and we pull the tarp and da 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 and the hose. But it, it's not really a slippery tarp. In fact, it starts to give them a rash. And then I realize, oh shit, I forgot the sunscreen. They're starting to get sunburned. So I put the sunscreen on, but then the water washes the sunscreen off. And then Lily cuts her foot on the hose because the metal on the hose is really sharp. And there's bright red blood gushing out. She's screaming and she's terrified. She's in pain. And meanwhile, Bobby pulling his bathing suit off and running around naked and pointing out all the piles of dog shit that I haven't picked up. Look, Bobby, there's dog poop here and here and here and here. There's dog Dated with mac and cheese and Netflix. I had had quite a lot of bourbon, meat, and um, we were all kind of puddly. And I was like, holy fucking shit, man, that is not the movie that I envisioned. <laughs> At all. Um, so that happened. And, uh, and then I you know, watched my husband with the kiddos. And, you know, Bill is a great uncle. Um, he's a lot of fun. Um, they like to climb him. They call him Climbing Uncle Bill Mountain. And, um, you know, he loves to play uh, Nerf gun battles with Bobby. And he'll sit and talk with Lily about whichever Harry Potter book she's reading. But um, it lasts about an hour or maybe two. And then he starts to look a little shell-shocked because they're loud, they're interrupting, their siblings, they're fighting about every fucking thing under the sun. Um, they want to play with things and make horrible noises. They want to watch TV that also makes horrible noises. He just, it's too much stimulation. And he's just like, ah, and then he's gone. So I was like, okay, so if this, if I actually pursue this, what's going to happen is I'm, maybe I'll end up with a baby and then I'll be divorced, and I will be raising the child mostly on my own, and I will lose my sweet man that I love. So we go back into couples therapy, and I'm like, okay, I'm starting to understand now where you're coming from, and uh, I, I, I understand you don't want to have kids. I actually, I, I really get that now, and I think that's actually a wise idea, given you know how you feel about being around kids. You don't really like it that much. And um, I said, you know, I think that I can move through this, but this has been such a real dream for me that I need to actually grieve it. And I need you to be there with me to do that. Because if you aren't, I'm afraid that I'm going to resent you. And then that's going to be toxic and that's going to really poison things. So I just need you to be with me and let me cry and hold me and cuddle me. You don't even have to say anything. 
but I just, I need to do this with you. And he was so relieved that I was starting to like move in the direction of not having kids. He's like, I'm in, I can totally do that. So, um, so that's what we did. And um, it was pretty amazing because, you know, we had been started out really close and then we had kind of grown apart. And as we started spending this time together where I would just feel him close to me and holding me and my, my bones just started to kind of settle and my sadness came out and it was just this growing back together that we did. And um, it felt a little bit like that connection I felt with Lily when she fell asleep on my chest, like this really essential connection, but it was with my sweet aunt instead of a baby. And it felt like, oh yeah, this is actually what I was looking for, this. And it was different than a connection I felt with him before because we had been through something pretty big and it had been a pretty dark, treacherous little road that we had traversed and we had come out the other side. And I felt so proud of us. I just felt like, you know, we really made it through something. Um, and so now, you know, I'm a runner. I'm not an owner. I borrow the kids, I play with them, I hand them back. Everybody's happy. Thank <laughs> you.